Something's broken on the bell. How does that work? Oh, that's better, is it? I mean, I'm particularly sensitive to this... to this bell. Hmm. Okay. I guess we can leave that. Maybe not the most important part of the show, or who knows, it may be. Scabro Dude, back at you um, on a Sunday. It is a Sunday. It is that. Getting near the end of October. God, what did I... Oh, here it is. Uh, yeah, it's cold, too. Um, the 25th of October. Okay. So, sitting in the road trek, I come out here to uh, do the book. This has become my office. I've got a little table set up. I mean, I could do the same thing at home, except not the dictating part. Like these letters that I'm reading out loud, I, I really would not want my wife and son to hear some of the content. Uh, they may read it sometime down the road. My wife may never read it. I don't know. But I just uh, recorded a letter of our trip across Europe, her and I, or part of it anyway, in Spain. And, oh, my God, what a wonderful time. So, who knows? You know, all this is is sort of an after-I've-gone kind of feeling of uh, what this is all about. Yes, 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 you know what you're getting on this podcast. It's nothing but this goddamn book. But... It's more around the topic of that. I've never felt so driven by a project, so organized, so focused, so on top of things and and have everything go so right. You know, the countless times I started and then after four days, I get all excited in four days max. It's now it's dead. It's gone. No, I was wrong. Well, this isn't like that. This has been going on for weeks and weeks. And it just keeps getting growing stronger and stronger, and and that is a a wonderful feeling. I, I've not had a feeling quite like this for uh, probably a long time. Well, one of the times I had this feeling is when um, I decided I needed to marry Naoko, and uh, again that same kind of conviction and need. Okay, Yuki, you can get out. The cat's been with me all day. Here, it's okay. That's okay. There we go. There we go. All right. There we go. Um, she discovered she could climb up not just on the front hood, but right up on top of the roof where the uh, little skylights are for the road track. So I've posted some pictures of her peeking in through the three uh, road track windows. You know, it was quite neat <laughs> having her up there. Yeah, ah, uh, God, I guess maybe that's another reason why I'm feeling so good these days. Like, I mean, I'm not walking. I should be. I've got. Ex- I did skip my exercise today. There's other things I'm neglecting. But sometimes, you know, when you're engaged in a project, you're not just engaged, but like consumed by a project. That's that's all that matters, you know. Now I said that, and uh, last night. Uh, Naoko was, had gone out for the day trying to find ginkgo nuts, and this year the ginkgo trees aren't producing ginkgo nuts. So she, she and a friend really like them, and uh, they drove all over and researched online, and there's, 
nothing about it, but for whatever reason, the ginkgo nuts are not in the usual places. Um, anyway, she came home and then she was, you know, having her rest. And I realized, ooh, you know, I bought a piece of fish the other day. And I always like fish, sort of, that's the thing she cooks. And uh, the favorite recipe is sort of a lot of butter and maple syrup for a piece of salmon. And I figured, well, I should do the supper. And I'm so glad. And again, bam, that's all I can do. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm in there. I'm in the kitchen. I'm staked forever. But I made a little horenzo. That's a spinach, you know, with sesame oil and a little shoyu. And oh, it's so good. And then um, rice, kind of an instant rice, one of these 20-minute cookers. But <clears throat> uh, corn and... Uh, what else was in there? What else? There's corn. This. Oh, and then a nice stir fry of just uh, mushrooms, onion, and garlic. And then the salmon cooked in uh, butter and maple syrup. And everybody. And she was totally surprised. She had no idea. Like, she, you know, I got my son to call her, tell mom supper's ready. Huh? So, anyway, that was, that was nice. I feel a little better about that. And. She was very grateful, and I said, I, I can't even begin to thank you for all that you've done for me, and she really has. So uh, I guess maybe that's one of the things about reading these letters, sort of going through and finding, oh, yeah, there's some good times. Here we are, you know, backpacking our way around Europe, uh, 1987, on our way. She hadn't met my parents yet, and then we're going to go from there to... Uh, fly to Vancouver and buy a car and drive across the country and finally get to Ottawa so she meets the parents for the first time. So that uh, that was an adventure. But I'm feeling ga- glad on so many levels. Glad about the life I've lived. Glad that I've got these, these records in these uh, letters. Kind of wishing there's a few other people I wrote to that maybe didn't save the letters and wish they had. But uh, I, I say that in there as, no, no, I've got more than enough. Bruce saved all of his. My sister saved them. My parents saved the ones I sent. So <clears throat> I am very, very grateful. There's enough material here. I'm, I'm at, I'm past page 200. This will probably be a 400-page book. Well, at least 300 pages, and that's substantial enough. All right. I just want to uh, catch up. I am recording. Did I say that without headphones? Because I left them in the house, and it's weird just talking without hearing quite the same. I mean, hearing my normal voice, but usually hearing through earbuds, you know. What did I... I tried to uh, call this... What is it? Going... Without a saddle. Bareback. Going bareback. Yeah. It's not a thing. I was trying to make it a thing. Anyway, all is well. And I guess, uh, boof, is that the way I want to start the podcast? I suppose it is. Oh, still, I'm still waiting for a few more entries for the Dixon Jane zine. Uh, but by the time you've heard this, it'll be probably November 1st. And it'll be too late. That was the deadline. But uh, it's never too late. You know, you can always, can, can, I'm into, you got room, and I'll just, I can just add another page. Since we're not printing it. So uh, I'm glad about that, too. And I'm just, I'm glad about everything. I'm glad about, like, this time of COVID and and not having to feel the burden of work or the worry. What would I be doing? December? Oh, yeah. Now this this would be October. This would be sort of contract negotiation time comes up until December. So I got to prepare. I got to fix a price for the for the whole tour for the year there's a lot i would have had to have done and uh that's uh i don't have to do that now i'm relieved of the burden and that just seems a perfect window open for putting this book together it all everything 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 just is fitting into place and it's quite marvelous and it's it's when things go this well there is a part of me that says okay well that's because, you know, the end is nigh. This, this is you're, you're you're getting this chance now. Um, well, it's not that I feel I'm going to die. I mean, I know I'm going to uh, uh, suddenly, but just this is the time to do this stuff, and this is a time in my life to 
God, I should be feeling good. Like the littlest things. Like when I when I go to bed at night, and I know I'm going to wake up and I'm going to have a nice cup of coffee in the morning. It just makes me happy. It's it's just so simple. And again, I guess you you compare all the other alternative universes, all the other worlds people live in, who wake up and know they don't have a job, they don't have their money, they don't have, they've run out of coffee, they don't have the money. All the people who are suffering everywhere. And it means if I can't feel the joy of how comfortable my life is now, then something's really fucking wrong. Like if you've got everything that you need, you've got food for tomorrow, you've got you've got a roof over your head, your children are okay, you're not dealing with these this you know the the, the police are looking for you or all the other things that make life awful for so many people. If you've got so much going on and and so much to be grateful for, well, god damn it. Wake up and be grateful. Enjoy it. Make the most of it. And I and I believe that is what I'm doing, what I'm feeling. So uh, there you go. I want to go somewhere else with that too, but uh, feeling grateful, feeling blessed, feeling fortunate. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's uh, that's probably enough. All right, so that's just a, uh, a warm-up, a start for uh, the next podcast, which would be 815, I believe. I've got myself a nice little coffee. This is the other joy of coming, stepping out the front door and into the road trek. I just put the furnace on because my feet were a little cold. I got a pair of slippers in here, got my jacket on, seats turned back, so I got my feet up on the uh, middle seat. My binders all organized. Um, it just everything, everything, everything is going well. And and the things about you know the body disintegrating and uh, failing me here and there, and you know not being able to manage going up with two things in my hands, going upstairs, having to hold a railing. Uh, it's just it's just not important. I mention it, but just to say that I you know I I could be focused on that, but I'm not. And I it is the blessing of of the past. It is the blessing of these letters that have just given me wow. Here you are, and and I told my son it was almost like a a movie, like a, a time traveler that I've gone back. You know, and I told. Whoever in the past save this letter for me. I'll need it in the future. <laughs> and this is the future. Ding 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 ding. I am in the future now, and I have the things I needed. The seeds were planted. They've they've borne fruit, and here it is. There will come a book. And I really do think this book is going to be interesting. Like when I just described their little trip through Spain and and where we stayed, and maybe maybe for me, maybe it's you know, of course I'm biased because when I read the letters, I have the picture, and maybe for somebody else it's just words on a page, but I have the picture. I know um, where that is. You know, I'm going to try a little experiment right now. You'll you'll forgive me for this. I'm just going to read just a little piece from what I just wrote and see if to you um, it has any of that feeling. Uh, good evening, Abornos Tardes. This is from uh, Madrid, June 10th, 1987. As always, when I sit down to write a letter, I make myself quite comfortable. Last letter I sent to Mike and Zanny from our police on the coast of Almeria, a great find, and by chance, had me with another good cheap bottle of Valdepenas and a bag of olives, sitting in the warm sun on a terrace overlooking the bay next to the village of San Jose, an hour from Almeria by local bus, and for an hour, 
uh, and for us, an extra 20-minute walk from town along a hillside with slippery slopes and a stiff breeze. Anyway, that's over. Our promised week in the sun, quite wonderful, as it really was a secluded spot run by a Swiss and French couple permanently on holiday. They only opened... Uh, the bar for themselves when they finally got the electricity back after we paid them. And I was lucky to get one cold liter of beer as they drank the whole case the first evening. A good place. Even had two fires on the beach, but not enough for a third as we ran out of driftwood. And the land was arid, much like you see in westerns, hills and prickly bushes, but quite lovely by moon and sun, especially the cliffs dropping off to the sea. Great swims and treks into town for our daily specials with wine and five o'clock beer and tapas or snacks. And a bonus, five very clean and affectionate cats and a big dog. Well, that's over. It marked the turning point in our trip, and we're now on our way home. We took an express train to Madrid, the deluxe red and silver Talgo. Very nice, and as always, great scenery and a very kind matronly Spanish lady sitting across from us. Okay, so I'm going to stop there. <coughs> it doesn't sound, I mean, the way I read it, and I don't know what, I, I don't know what the difference would be hearing and reading, but... For me, I know exactly where that was. And this was like walking down a road following a stray cat. And it led us to this little place of these cement. They were like garages, just a, a square box, concrete room, but made into little cottages. I don't know. They, they, the door was this garage door that opened up looking out onto the sea. And it was run by hippies, and, and they just sat around and smoked dope. I figured their father was somebody rich in Europe and bought this place for them, and they developed themselves. They were Europeans, as I say, Swiss and French. Here on the coast of Spain, all they were doing was getting high and uh, just sort of, we were the only tourists. We were the only people there, uh, and they didn't have any money. There was no electricity. When I paid the money for the place, they said, oh, good, got some electricity. Now we're going to get beer. And they drank it all. But uh, And it was a, a, walk, a walk along a cliff to get into the next town. And I was just saying, Nalco was just such an incredibly great traveler to be with because she didn't complain. Uh, there were some strains along the way, of course, as there are when traveling. But it was all quite, 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 quite wonderful. All right, enough, done. Sorry, went over my time. All right, we'll try that. Maybe I'll cut that out. I don't know. Scarborough Dude signing off, an excited, a very elated, a very uh, a happy guy. Bye for now. Crazy. Crazy.
Yeah, <clears throat> it's a rubber chicken kind of day. Oh, I'm sitting in the road trek. Uh, the sun is out. It's a beautiful day. It would have been a nice day for a drive, but uh, God, I was eating my breakfast at noon or second breakfast. And uh, my wife is off this week. And I guess we just didn't get it together in time to organize a drive. I had suggested, um, she suggested Niagara-on-the-Lake. It was a bit late to get started, you know, two-hour drive. And uh, so I suggested Kleinberg, north of us, uh, where there's a uh, group of seven art gallery and uh, a nice town and beautiful trees, Pierre Burton's hometown, or adopted hometown. Uh, Anyway, uh, we didn't do that either. So she's gone out shopping for a rice cooker. I went to FedEx to price the cost of shipping an iPhone 12 to Japan. Doing this as a favor for a friend. I don't know if I mentioned that, but uh, that's what I'm doing. Uh, They wanted $220, and that would include insurance and so on. FedEx, or uh, UPS wanted $170, so that's probably the way we'll go. A lot of money, but... um, This fellow in particular wants the iPhone because if you buy it in Japan, all the phones sold there come with a feature that makes a noise when you take a photo. You've heard about this, and and I think there are an awful lot of upskirt photos and things in Japan that um, (laughs) are unsavory, are are not the things a, a proper photographer would do. And it's very annoying. You cannot un- you cannot mute it. That would defeat the purpose because, you know, these slime balls would mute their phones. So any phone you buy, good quality phone in Japan, comes with a beep or some sort of sound indicating you've just taken a photo of someone or something. And uh, so that's why this person who um, is, is a friend of mine from, uh, well... When he was very much younger, way back in Japan, uh, back when we lived there in the 80s, uh, has asked if uh, he'll order it through uh, Apple Canada, and I'm to ship it to him. So there you go. That was my task for the day. That was done. My wife has gone out, I think I mentioned, to get a um, maybe a new rice cooker. And on top of that, she brought out a bag full of uh, things to return. Always makes me afraid because sometimes my things, or in the past anyway, used to get stuck into these bags. Uh, I found she had a big basket that she put out for a cat, and it was lined with T-shirts. And, of course, it was an orange T-shirt. And I thought, hmm, that looks suspicious. They like my uh, squeeze box t-shirt and she said yes but it has a hole under the arm and I said that doesn't matter it's a special t-shirt for special days and she said I'm not throwing it out but it was the one lining the tin that may turn into a cat bed if Yuki decides she wants it which I don't think she will (sighs) so I'm going to get on to some domestic things um, a topic Uh, first of all one little thing just to get out of the way I love my Olympus LS10. This is the best recorder. Well, one of the only ones I've ever had. Uh, I replaced it with, I think, the last one I was able to buy. They're they're long since discontinued. There is one feature that is just so annoying. Uh, An engineering problem, design problem. And there's a slide switch for um, power and hold. So to turn it on, you slide it down and it turns on. To turn it off, you slide it you slide it up. But it's spring-loaded and so it always comes back down to on. And I have I have drained batteries from having this thing on in my bag when I didn't know it was because it just, you know, got into the on position. Uh, it should. I think there's a, an air, a, a way it can shut down on its own. And no, that doesn't seem to work. Um, there's a lock position. So what you want to do is get it in the lock position so that it just doesn't, you know, go on accidentally in your bag. But to go to go from the off to the lock, you have to go through the on. So you can try it really fast and almost 
every time it trips the on and it just turns on and you got to turn it off and wait for it to load and turn it off again. It's just so annoying. I mean, it takes you a few tries to make sure this thing is turned off. But uh, anyway, all right, we've done that vented. Thank you. I don't think it affects anybody else in the entire podcasting world except me. Now, domestic issues. I'm thrilled when I hear about people saying, I, I married my best friend, my wife is my best friend, or my, I don't hear it as often, but maybe my husband is my best friend. Uh, people who are just so enamored with each other, and um, this, is, this is wonderful. This is, wow, that is amazing. And I realize that over the course of years, uh, how long we've been married, since 1986, our, our anniversary is actually this Saturday... October 31st, uh, that will be what, four years, 34 years, I guess, of uh, marriage. And we haven't always been best friends. In fact, I don't know that we've ever been best friends. I'm just saying that, you know, I'm just putting that out there because uh, that's not what, (laughs) that's not how this marriage started. I'll save those details. I'm just glad, again, going back to the letters, a lot of that, a lot of the beginning, all of that is in letters, and I'm glad that will turn up in the book. You'll be surprised. Um, but we've we've grown. We have our different... We've always been different people from the start. We've been very different. She's Japanese. I'm Canadian. She's younger. I'm older. Um, she's more conservative. I'm more liberal. There are just many fundamental differences. I think our basic values appear to be the same when it came to bringing up our children, which is good. And that's what counts. And I think overall our value system is the same in terms of, uh, being good people. But I'm not, I don't always measure up in terms of Being the ideal husband, you know that. I've talked about this a lot on the podcast. Oh, my God, am I doing it again? In terms of fixing things up around the house and so on. And, of course, she sometimes finds fault with that. And I get very, very defensive. Um, Because I feel, but you're not seeing the other me. You're 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 looking at a writer. You're looking at an artist. This is who I am. I don't fix things around the house. That's just not the way I'm wired. But I, I think in other ways that are, are, to me, very valuable. But that's just not always evident, right? So, for example, the guys came yesterday to um, fix the eavesdrops. And I mentioned this before. I got a quote, about 850, maybe up to 1,000. And this guy who came out, Nathan, just was thorough and went through everything they were going to do. Two guys show up. They were gone within 15 minutes. They got a leaf blower up, cleaned out the eavesdrops, said they reinforced it a little bit here, uh, adjusted the slope uh, to go down the middle drain pipe. Uh, that was it. Like, there were there were other things that at Lethem had pointed out that needed to be done. None of those things were done. So I'm expecting this is going to be a, a much cheaper price because I'm certainly not going to pay $850 for what was less than 15 minutes' work. And I know I timed it um, by two guys on the roof. <sighs> so anyway... I said, I'm thinking, okay, good. This is on the list. Like, this should have been done years ago. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't. Finally, through reminders from Naoko, um, I found out who did the eavesdrop. I contracted them. I've been talking about this for a month on the show anyway. Finally, I, I've been, you know, he calls back and forth. Finally, these guys show up. Unannounced, ring my bell. Anyway, they're there. They're there they did the job. I said, great. It's done. And it'll be cheaper. And she said, well, if it was that simple, and she's saying this in Japanese, but I'm understanding, if it was that simple, we're stupid for not doing it ourselves. And my defenses go up. Well, I I don't know what to do. I, I sent my son up to cleave the, clean the eavesdrop. I, I didn't see what the problem is. Nathan showed me it was a lot more complicated than that, what they were going to do. <clears throat> and I take great umbrage at this criticism that I, I feel is criticism at me, and I overreact, as I do. I overreact. 
you're attacking me for Christ's sake, you know, Jesus Christ. I'm happy because the guys finally came. We finally have it fixed. It's not going to leak over the front porch anymore. Why are you attacking me? It's done. And she reminds me it should have been done three years ago. And now we have to have our whole front porch replaced because where the rain came down, where the eaves trough was not repaired, it washed away the soil and the sand underneath the bricks leading up to the front steps. There's like it's a gaping hole now. Um, my negligence in taking care of this right in the beginning is going to cost us a new front porch, which is going to be considerable money. Uh, so clearly she is right. I am in fault. I am negligent. I said, but, I, but I, I'm, I'm arguing, yes, I'm a procrastinator. Yes, I put things off. But it's done now. Why are you making me feel miserable? I'm happy. The guys are gone. It's done. It's finished. Check it off the list. She's not seeing it that way. She's seeing it. I'm very reasonable, very practical. I'm not finding fault with my wife for this. It may sound that way, but no. She is perfectly right. I am the one that, yes, I should have dealt with this right away. But I guess I just get, I'm very thin-skinned when it comes like I feel, oh my God, here we go again. I finally did something, and yet I'm being criticized for it. And that's the way I chose to perceive it. And of course that leads to just, you know, some just general all-around unpleasantness between us. Kind of spoiling a little bit of her week off work, you know, I think. And even though I'm thinking, hey, it's done. So... Why am I sharing this? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the the um, uh, Michaels, uh, the uh, the Uper, uh, the people like uh, Tennessee Jake, these people would have fixed the problem right off the bat. They would have been able to do it themselves. They would have been up on ladders. They would have tracked it down. They would have figured it out. They would have fixed it. I am not that person. I can't be that person. I can't change, and maybe that's what I'm, I'm resenting most, that I'm thinking, why are you asking me to change? It's too late. You know, this is not, this is just, hey. Uh, the other thing is, I'm also, I'm not worried about the money. I should be. That's what she's thinking. Hey, you're just throwing money away from paying these guys and paying the guys to do the front steps. That was going to have to be, no, I don't know if it's going to have to be done anyway eventually. But yeah, it's, it's through negligence it's costing us a lot of money. Through my negligence, through my not looking after. But what I got so upset about was being reminded once again how incompetent I am. And, and feeling, again, this not measuring up, not fitting the standards of what a good husband, homeowner, you know would be and it it just it wears me down i'm i'm calm now i i could have recorded the day that happened i guess it was yesterday maybe was it yesterday tuesday i don't know i don't even know the days anymore uh but it didn't all right i i guess i'm parking that i guess i don't have anything else to say it's just maybe it's kind of a confession i'm a jerk sometimes oh my god oh my rubber chicken has an ant trapped inside it. it never, I never took it out of the packaging, so it's a web packaging. Ugh. There's an ant that got inside the plastic web. You know the way they show poor animals and birds getting caught up in, you know, the uh, tags that go around holding six packs together and they get it around their neck? Well, I've done the same to an ant here. It's dead. It couldn't get out. Oh, it, it's it's actually, it's actually bloody sad to look at. A poor little fucking ant. I don't like ants. Particularly, it's got an, it's got wings, and this thing, like it probably struggled until it died trying to get the fuck out of this thing. Oh, that's miserable. Now he shouldn't have been in my car to start with, but still. Okay. Uh, the other thing, I lost my. I had a really nice pair of iPhone white earbuds for my um, from an older iPhone that I use with this digital recorder, and they have just disappeared. And you know, you hold on for days. You hold on. Oh, it's just going to turn up. It'll be in, you know, and you check the same bag five times, and you check the pockets of every jacket you've been wearing, and you just look everywhere, and it's just not there. And I, I have the feeling the last time I used it was the day I was so angry at that lady who littered in Thompson Park. Maybe that was the last podcast. Yeah. 
and that it they got lost then somehow fell out of my pocket or something or other in Thompson Park. It's just like that was just a whole that was a whole a dark hole of black dark feelings. Uh, and that's where they went. So I did find another pair that I'm wearing. They're uncomfortable. They don't, they don't stay in my ears. They're Sony's. They, I mean, they're okay. Like I mean, it's better than nothing. But, uh, yeah, I'm kind of sorry about that. But I'm more sorry about this damn ant. I feel now I should actually open the package of my uh, shrilling chicken. <laughs> Squeeze me! And, uh, I don't know. No. All right, Scarborough dude, there, that's all. I, now I'm going to go back to my letters. I'm still finding more, I mean, just parts of my life. Forgotten letters my wife wrote to my parents. I went through, the only thing I've lost are the original letters and postcards I sent from Europe in 1969, 1970. I have all the copies that the printed version of my father typed each one out. <coughs> the originals disappeared. I went through two boxes of letters. I have two boxes full of letters that my parents and brother and sister and everybody had written to me. It's just absolutely amazing how many letters, but basically it's an answer to every letter I send. Uh, and I can't throw those out either. I've got to tell my son, my uh, eldest son, look, you got a responsibility here. These are from your granny. And, you know, they're probably not all that interesting. Not as interesting as mine. They're all written from the same home, but it would have been supportive, and it would have it, they're, they're of interest. They are of interest, and, and they have to be saved. Uh, anyway, I'm finding an awful lot, again, of, of things that are just, you know, first beginning, just getting hired on this new company, Kyrene Show, which changed my life, basically. It got us this house, got me this start in Canada. It changed everything about my life. And it was sort of the first evening going out drinking with the president of the company and things like that, that are our landmark occasions or whatever. All right. So I'm going to get back to that. Yeah. Scarborough dude feeling kind of, ah, uh, I don't know. I, we're, we're decided we're going to go to Niagara on the lake Friday. That, that, so we do have sort of a plan in place. Might be pissing rain. Today would have been a nice day to do it, but we didn't get our act together in time. Uh, communication continues to be a uh, a real problem in this household, as it always has been. Scarborough Dude, signing off. Bye for now. Lover was 30 years old today They took away all of his toys His mother sent newspaper clippings to him About his old friends who'd stopped being boys There was Howard C. Green Just turned 33 His lover chair waits at the bank and Sergeant Dow Jones, 27 years old, commanding his very own tank. But Lather still finds it a nice thing to do, to lie about nude in the sand. Drawing pictures of mountains that look like bumps, and thrashing the air with his hands. But wait... Whole lather's productive, you know He produces the finest of sound Putting drumsticks on either side of his nose Snorting the best licks in town That's all over Lather was 30 years old today And Lather came foam from his tongue He looked at me, eyes wide and plainly say Is it true that I'm no longer young? Children call him famous, what the old men call insane. And sometimes he's so named.
Fabulous that he hardly knows what game to play, which words to say, and I should have told him, no, you're not old, and I should have let him go on, smiling, baby, Check. Yeah, discover a dude here. It is Friday, October 30th. Um, if we were in Japan, this would be our anniversary. Our, uh, I don't know, go back to 1986 and do the math. Oh, yeah. So, 34. 34th. Uh, I went out and got uh, sushi. Is a special if you can order the lunch before three o'clock. Um, it's a pretty amazing deal for forty-two dollars. You get three. Sorry, these earbuds are falling out. Jesus, because I still never found my uh, the iPhone ones I lost. I'm so bummed about that because they just went so well with this digital recorder. Uh, by the way, Jason, if I hold it with my hand, which I am. And I touch it. I'm tapping it now. It's really not bad. It's only when I touch the uh, ear, uh, you know, the microphones themselves that you get funny noises. But uh, no, this is, I, I do all my recording just handheld, holding this up to my mouth on low sensitivity. Uh, it's just the way I like it. Anyway, yeah, $42, you get three meals, and it's nice. I mean, sushi, and then plus a nice miso soup and rice and salad It's uh, and tempura. It's a really good deal. Uh, this is Niji in Japan, corner of Ellesmere and, uh, is it Brimley? No, not Brimley. Uh, Midland, I guess, yeah. Anyway. Enough of that. That's uh, sort of a, a small way of celebrating. We were supposed to go to Niagara on the Lake today. But um, yesterday, unannounced, the people from uh, Otto's Masonry showed up and started pounding on our front steps, our front porch. So, yes, uh, that job. You've heard about the eaves trough guy. I still haven't paid him. I have to renegotiate with him and say, look, you guys didn't do a fraction of what you said you'd do. Oh, God damn it! these fucking earbuds have just fallen out again. I'm in a cranky mood anyway. They just, they just won't, ah, oh, they're stupid fucking things. Sorry, you don't need to hear that, but look, no, you do need to hear. I mean, what's the point of podcasting if you can't be cranky? <sighs> yeah, so anyway, that I still haven't settled. Oh, my God. I'm spitting all over the recorder. Still haven't settled the, um deal about the guy cleaning the eaves trough, you know, this huge job they were going to do, and suddenly it's just a, a leaf blower, and uh, I don't know what else they did, maybe some little shims or something. But, uh, yeah, I'll leave that till he contacts me with an invoice, and if the invoice is like the original, I'll just refuse to pay and uh, enter negotiations. But meanwhile, the guys who were doing the deck, just fortunately, because we had to do the eaves troughs before the guys did the porch, they came, put up the frame yesterday... Uh, my wife got home and said, well, what about the hole? And I'm thinking, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. And once again, my immature, childlike, idiotic, stupid self, you know, enters the conversation, takes over. Why, well, you know, I don't know what they're doing. They, you know, they're just, they know what they're doing. They're a good company, you know. And she's, why are you being so defensive? Why are you, why are you arguing? We hired them to fill the hole. I don't care what the, the porch looks like. There's a hole under our porch. Animals can get under. We've always had this problem. That's why we were having it done. And in reality, I had completely forgotten. So number one, it's making me think I finally, maybe I'm reaching the age, 72, where I'm just bordering on no longer competent to make big decisions involving spending money. And that's scary. That's frightening. But I went, you know, at my wife's 
<laughs> persistence, I went in, dug up what was the agreement made, and sure enough, yeah, fill that hole. So I called the guy who gave us a quote. He said, well, I, you know, I, I don't know what they're doing. I'm just, I'm just the guy who does the quote sort of. Uh, call Otto, whose company it is, and I get, he gives me Otto's number. I call Otto and I say, hey, aren't you guys filling the hole in? I see the frame is already up. They said they're coming to pour the cement tomorrow. I said, yeah, 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 but we're, we're going to fill it with cement. It's better. And I'm relieved and I'm glad. And it seems like he called, he called the guys who were doing the work and it seems that was the plan all along. It's just that I didn't know because I didn't ask because I had actually forgotten about filling the hole. My wife hadn't. That was her biggest concern. She is far more practical than I am. So I get embarrassed and frustrated. What a useless husband and homeowner I am. <sighs> anyway, they came today. They poured the concrete. Um, they've done a wonderful job. They're professionals. The big cement mixer came. They got wheelbarrows full of it. And I guess they filled that hole because they can't see it anymore. And it will look very nice and will have taken care of the problem. So two problems solved. Um, you know, the east tr- leaking east troughs and the front porch with the holes. And uh, and a, a new it's raised up. There's a new step put in. So this is good. One problem remains. That's the Acura that's sitting in our garage that my son hasn't done anything about since we pushed it into the garage just over a year ago. Um, and I went online yesterday and sure enough, there's, uh, you know, cars for kids or something, a fundraiser who will come no matter what condition the car is in, they will take it. They will come with a licensed tow truck driver and they will get that car off your property and in return, not give you any money, but give you a tax receipt for what they deem the value of the car is. So uh, I have not presented that to my son, but he has run out of options. We have He has run out of time, and that will be what we'll do, and that will take care of the third problem. This monster's white Acura will be taken from our garage. Uh, hopefully he will have learned a lesson. I don't know, uh, but that will be dealt with. Meanwhile, I've often said on this podcast and... To my friends, my life is a house of cards, and that is very much how I'm feeling today, that it could come collapsing down, that everything is just, I've constructed my life, I've built it to be the way I want it to be, and sometimes reality doesn't match up with your dreams and fantasies and your your constructions, the meanings you assign. And um, I sometimes run into that. And it's frightening to think that a lot of your life, you know, here's me. I've been going on for weeks now about the wonderful life I've led, the things I've done, the places I've been, the thrills I've had, living in the moment. So much of those letters are reflective of living in the moment. And sometimes good, sometimes bad, sometimes terribly lonely, sometimes painfully sad but still very much alive. And yet, now, for reasons I probably won't go into, it's sort of like, I've reached a point in the book where I'm coming across some letters that will be maybe painful or uncomfortable, at at least, probably much more than that, for other people to read if they read them. And so it's it's one of these cases where you think, oh, okay, so censorship is a thing. And yet I've always, you know, my heroes were people who, you know, damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead. Just don't worry about that. Just do what's truth. Do be be true. And um, I admire it in other people. I'm just not so sure that is really the way forward. And so suddenly I'm having to really start making some serious questions about what I will include in this book and what I should not. And um, that kind of 
I don't know. It, 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 it. I'm not. I think I was so excited because I felt I could be so open and free and honest. And I mean, you have to start censoring because of what might be pleasant for somebody else who may never read it. Even it's sort of it's like the bottom falls out. It's that house of cards. Hey, could you know you just pull this card out here? Uh oh, there it goes. So, I guess that's got me a bit depressed, and, it, and it's it's sort of making me. I, I've I become aware sometimes through conversations. I become aware or reflections. I become aware of what a child I really am. Child in the bad sense, not child in the child. F- child full of glee and excitement about discovering the world, but child who just has to mature into an adult. And, um, you know, I always hated Peter Pan for that very reason. I hated the three little pigs for that reason. Let him build his fucking house of straw if he wants. God damn it, does he have to die because he builds a house of straw? That's all he wanted to do. He wanted to go play. He didn't have time to put fucking bricks up. God damn it. That kind of feeling. And Peter Pan the same. Why? What's, you know, he's got to go through hell because he just wants Never Never Land, wants to continue to play all his life. And, and I can look at it now and think I've lived a lot of my life playing. And uh, it's like it's like never really face, facing a dark moment. And yet I, and surely I have, surely I have. But maybe not now. Maybe, maybe right now. I've maybe, maybe I've created a new bubble with this dream of putting out this book. It's I've created a bubble, and I'm just dangerously, dangerously close to having a pin stuck right into it to make the whole thing pop. And then what? What's left? So those are the uh, shitty feelings I'm probably going to end this podcast with. I, I've been about as clear as I can be. I can't see into the future. I mean, who can? In terms of health, plans... Here I am sitting in the road trek. It's sort of a dream, but it's it seemed awfully real. The times I'm out in it and that barreling down the highway and saying, yes, yes. As I hold on to the wheel and crank up the music, yes. And have that affirmation, but... It's my world, and sometimes you can't just live in your world. I'm going to stop there, and maybe I'll just end with a song or something. I don't know where else I'll go if I continue talking. Stay tuned. Scarborough Dude. Let's sign out with a chicken, shall we? Let's see how my aunt, how my dead aunt is doing. It's not even decomposing. Bye-bye, chicken and aunt. Oh, my God, that's awfully sad. Here's a song instead. Bye-bye.